Well, I don't know about you guys, but the season is is here. I feel really spooky. Things are scary. I, I feel like, you know, thinking about this time really brings back the memory of mom telling us to turn off all the lights so trick-or-treaters didn't know, think we were home. You know? That's what I remember growing up. I remember our sister always loving to pull pranks on me and Zach and uh, you know, one comes to mind uh, whenever we were living um, in the trailer house and she spread, remember she spread bullets on the floor? Yeah, and she like, like left the door open, turned over the furniture, like made it look like there's a break in. Uh, and Adrian doesn't remember that. There's Julie that's always saying that, man. She would just gaslight us into saying like it right. never happened. I was like, what? I know what happened. I was there with Zach. <laughs> yeah, Julie would always pull pranks. There would be times when she would just show up out of nowhere with masks and just love to scare all of us. At least me. You know? Oh, yeah, that's you, what you I freaked the fuck out with the mask. That's pretty funny. I mean, look at the movie we just watched. One of the movies, uh, The Return of the Living Dead. That was actually kind of disturbing. The tar man, that thing was kind of terrifying. Yeah, no, <laughs> no for lie. sure. Like nightmare feel, dude. If you ever saw that and it actually has intellect, oh man, it's stop. I'm oh, scared. No, be, fuck. <laughs> now, Julia, Julia was the queen of of scare. Like she was the only exposure to real like fear I had in my young mm -hmm. life. Like she was like, oh no, I'm running out of gas coming up to the fucking oh, railroad track. God. Yep. I'm like, are you kidding me? You're lucky we live in the middle of fuck fuckfields nowhere where you can play this game with the train track killer. Remember when she bought the CD for Halloween? Because the the main theme for Halloween used to actually terrify me. Oh yeah, and she noticed slip like, over the couch. Dude, like it was scary. You know, I don't even know how I was okay, we were still living in the house in that house, so I it I was at least eight or younger. So because yep. we left at yeah. So yeah, dude, she would just she bought the CD, put it in the car when we got to the scary part, or like you know, as you said, the railroad tracks. She would just play it, and it would just be the worst. I don't know, man. She just loved to see fear instilled into at least my eyes. And I'm like, I'm gonna do this to your child one day. He's like, it's different. I'm like, really? Is it different? The only difference is just the 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 tree line of the of the family tree. That's it. That's that's the only difference. Although I feel like our niece would shoot us. So. Junior, whenever it's Halloween time, what what does come to your mind or like memories of the past with living with, you know, our family, like because, you know, how conservative our family was. So so I think Julie, Julia's Queen of Scream was born when uh, it was early 80s, maybe like 84, 83, 84. And the craze of every single person, every teacher, every police officer every news broadcaster when halloween hit the horror of candies being poisoned right or razor blades in the candy bars or needles in the candy um was the craze so that's all you ever heard and mom obviously we were and that was catholic mom so catholic mom still let us trick-or-treat but she would always be like she didn't want us to go trick-or-treat on our own or in the neighborhood that we were at um so she would take us to like the more wealthy neighborhoods. And one night, jo Julia just, uh, she was, I was probably six, seven. So Julia was probably like four or five. And she ate, I guess her stomach started to hurt. And she's laying on the, cr on the couch crying. And her tummy hurts. I'm literally like laid over her chest crying and begging and pleading God to like save my sister. Michelle's at Julia's like, like crying and i'm begging mom to take her to the hospital she got poisoned she got poisoned and mom's like no she's fine she just ate too much candy and i'm thinking you bitch you have generated this fear of poison razor blades needles and she's literally dying now because that's what i'm thinking that's the only reason i would think julie would be crying and hurting um and so like that's one of my most vivid halloween um like memories and that's probably where julia was like after that she was like well i survived the poison so like i'm not you know i'm, I'm now gonna be the, the halloween queen and uh you know bring fear into everyone else's lives so 
Um, but you know, I think even your dad, your dad was a big scary kind of guy. That's that was his uh trucker handle, Scarecrow, because he would love to play pranks. Huh. And this this wasn't Halloween, I don't think. But I one time showed up to the house and I got home. I was probably a junior high kid. I was probably like sixth grade. And I got to the house and I, I saw the car, your dad's Grand Prix parked out in the front. The garage was open and the door to the kitchen was slightly open. I'm like, what is going on? So I walk in and I'm like calling out for anybody like mom, you know, calling out your dad, anybody here and nobody answered. I'm like, this is weird. Why was the door open? What is going on? So then next thing I know, I'm kind of walking in the living room and I see the back door handle start turning. And it's like someone's trying to get in. They're like trying to jar the door open. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And there's like this little fireplace that was right next to it, like that you could step onto like brick. So I look and somebody, there's this old decrepit face looking in from the outside through the blinds. And I'm like, holy shit, dude, I got super scared. And I, I was like, what do I do? And I went and grabbed a big ass like butcher knife from the kitchen. And I was standing on the concrete where the, the chimney is waiting for the door to open. And I was like, wait, what am I doing? Why don't I just leave the house? So I run out the garage door and then I hear the fence opening. Like someone's coming from the back. I'm like, oh shit, this motherfucker's coming. So I jump and I run behind the Grand Prix and I like hide and like try to squeeze under. And I see the feet walk in front of me into the garage on the other side of the car go into the house and I, instead of running to call neighbor, I was like, now nah, I'm going to go kill this dude. And I, I will creep in the house. And I'm looking, I'm like, where is he at? And then all of a sudden he comes out like from the hall, the foyer. And I was like about, and he like, your dad took the mask. I was like, me, it's me, it's me, it's me. I'm like, man, bro, why are you trying to play these, <laughs> these games, dude? People are going to get stabbed. But dude, that mask he had was creepy as hell. He did the same thing to our cousin, Elijah and Elijah almost hit him with a tennis racket. Hmm. Um, but that was your dad, dude. He loved to like play pranks and do little scarecrow stuff like that. So like, um, so it was always interesting around Halloween. Like, but then of course, obviously during the dark times, the no trick or treating. Uh, once we started going to a more, what did the church used um, to put on? Was it the trunk or fall treat? harvest or something? I thought it was like trunk yes. or treat or something like that. So eventually, it went to trunk or treat, but it was initially like the fall harvest. So like, it was. Something They're like, let's do the pagan Halloween. shit that yeah. Halloween's do. Fall right, festival, that's like right. That. Fall, festival. Fall festival, there you go. And it, But it was usually right around Halloween. Like, it, it went on for, like, was it a couple weekends or? I thought it was just one. weekend, one. but yeah. yeah. Right? And I, I would say it was either, like, the Saturday before Halloween or the Saturday after. It was always kind of in that range. And, and still, kids were dressing up, right? There was still... And then they went to the trunk retreat, and it's kind of like, wait, so what are we saying here? What you're calling it something else, trunk retreat? And of course, with the trunk retreat, it seems like they wore more cost, like Bible costumes. Yes. Like at first, right? Yes. So, like, what do you guys think that they were saying? Like, okay, like Halloween's evil, but we'll do a version of it in the parking lot. They're like, as long as we keep it in house, as long as we're getting the money for this, it's okay. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. But yeah, is, isn't that always been the, the case with, at, at least, I don't know if it's every religion, but I know it's like, at least with like, you know, Christianity, they're always like adopting like whatever social, right. like cultural, whatever it is, and then incorporate it in somehow bastardize it. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, Catholicism did a lot of that, like yeah. with Easter, which I mean, most Christians, like the whole egg, that's a fertility ritual. East Germany or something like that. So it's it's weird how some of that gets incorporated. Um, even you think about Mardi Gras is technically tied into the whole Ash Wednesday for Catholicism. So like Fat Tuesday is the Tuesday before and you go out and party and rage. And then Wednesday you go get the little ash on your head and give up meat and something else for 40 days. So like it is, it is funny how all these things kind of get tied in together. Um, but Halloween... I don't know. I mean, do you guys feel like it's one of your favorite holidays? I feel like in, in me, it's... I could give zero fucks. I, yeah? Big time. Like, I, it's like for Zainab, she loves it. My last girlfriend, she loved it. Their favorite holidays. Most girls, I guess, it's their favorite holiday. But, like, for me, it's like, why would I care? I, I grew up, and it was like, 
turn off all the lights. It doesn't exist. <laughs> like so, I have no emotional attachment to it. Um, my only emotional attachment is that you know, I love sweet things. I'm just a fat guy, so like. I think of Halloween, I'm like, damn, sweetness, bro? Give me that diabetes <laughs> right in. Yeah, I got my insulin ready, you know, shit like that. So, so... I like it. I mean, <laughs> it, I mean, it's not like I so... go out and do it because we've never done it. I mean, I have done it, like, when we went to, like, when I was over at uh, my high school, not the one, whenever we left, when I left my first high school and went to the other one, um, they had their own little thing, and then... We left that, and then we did behind the neighborhoods, did trick or treating. So that was the closest thing I've ever gotten to like doing an official um, trick or treating type deal. So right. So did you know that Return of the Living Dead was like parodied in one of the South Park episodes called Pink Eye? It was in the first season, and uh, it's pretty much the I same plot. But in, in in there, Cartman's like, "Man, I'm the candy master." And I think Stan's like, no, you're the ass master. <laughs> they also Return of the Living Dead. They uh, do you remember the Community episode where they bought the the beat for the Halloween party, and everybody started turning? Oh the... yeah. So what they do. They yeah. do. I remember that. I mean, I've seen. A, I haven't finished it all. I've only got up to a certain point. I think whenever Chevy Chase left, I think is when I stopped. So that one, that. I don't remember which season. It was like two or three. Oh. and it was uh, earlier yeah it was pretty early so i think it was the second one or third one but um basically what happened was the dean got a discount on some like military grade meat and yeah that's right. it has like a number if something happens to call <laughs> and like everybody's turning into zombies it's, it's pretty good it's a good one oh yeah i mean Obviously, we're kicking off our Halloween special here with you know Young Frankenstein and Return of the Living Dead. But like, what kind of other movies get you in the mood for Halloween? Probably Halloween. Ooh, Halloween! Shit. OG. I don't even know, man. That's too hard. Yeah, that one's a good one. Yeah. You know, Nightmare on Elm Street, which we covered in horror already. Yeah, we did. We did. Oh, um, I would say I would say maybe f- I would be Halloween, but Josh Thackeray said that. I guess Friday the 13th, the original one. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I vividly remember watching which one. I don't know what Jason was, but I think it was called Jason Goes to Hell. The one where, like, at the end of the movie, like, Jason gets pulled down into hell and then Freddy Krueger's glove pulls his mask into the ground. I remember mm. vividly that and I was terrified. I was just like, how can these two things exist in two <laughs> different <why>? movies? How <laughs> like, are they in the same universe of yeah. the original fucking MCU right there, dude? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember vividly seeing that and I was just like, this, how? It's like one nightmare and then, then we have this guy that just murders people. Like, just like God, force of natures. Uh, yeah. Another one probably would be like one that I really enjoyed growing up when I was like, you know. By, uh, I maybe know like you're 10. Going, I think it's Wishmaster, dude. Like, oh, I really uh, just <laughs> you vicious son of a bitch. Son of a... I thought you were gonna go with Ernest Halloween or something. Oh, uh, that's a great one. Oh, yeah, no, that one, oh, that one was always good. We all used to watch that all Ernest Scared Stupid, bro. Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah, I love that movie, man. Y'all, y'all had a hard on for Ernest, bro. Yes, you're so funny, bro. Dude. That dude's so funny. His physical, he was physical comedy. He had the, he had the, ah, yeah, man. Damn, I forgot all about it. I remember that. Was it I, remember, all, huh? I was going to say, was it also just because it seemed like he represented the neighborhood we lived in, kind of in a way? Maybe. I mean, he just had that energy. He had that, uh, what was it, Jim Carrey energy, you know? Yeah. You know? yeah. And it just was so contagious just to watch because he would always just, he'd be playing himself. And then, you know, how sometimes he would cut to like his, him playing a grandma, you know, and just like, yeah. oh, you know, just like, just that energy was just always so funny to me, and I liked it. I'm kind of glad you said that because I was going to ask, do you think Tyler Perry was an Ernest fan? Because I feel like that's basically just Medea, like when Ernest would dress up as an old lady. Like, I yeah. mean, I've never seen a Tyler Perry Medea movie, but that's just damn, bro. You never really? watched Medea, bro? Never watched Medea. I've never seen. I've never seen Medea. No, never have. I think I've only you, seen like two movies. You are missing out on an integral piece of the American experience, bro. <laughs> it's like well, saying I, I, you've I, never I, had like, I don't know, red beans and rice. Or a hot dog. 
or a hot dog or or a corn dog or corn some wieners or, or like, yeah any or potato flaccid, chips <laughs> or any flaccid food that you could eat you know like <laughs> I, you know i think it's just because what i just said like i get that earnest vibe and i saw so much of that when y'all were kids because y'all wanted to watch it all the time one thing that i, I know, loved y'all but i didn't love that show one thing that i know is and this is like integral that you are missing out on in life is a fucking mic that isn't gonna fucking butcher this in goddamn entire episode like yeah dude it's, it's pretty bad. so fucked bro you have you ever seen the the not what is it the the return of the living dead before like, this or ever yeah i did watch it last halloween really okay so I, this is my first time ever watching this movie. I never seen it before, and it is so different. You know, I got to a certain point in the movie where I was like, "I don't like this movie," and then it got to a certain point again. I was like, "I actually really love this movie." Yeah, dude, it's a great movie. I think actually, like, yeah. it's probably one of the best zombie movies that have that it's ever been made because you can't kill them. You know, yes. That's yes. fucking a whole nother thing right there. That's a game changer. And the acting, I feel like, was really good. Like, oh, the one, Some... uh, the like the old dude who, who was like the main one that didn't get infected of the original three people. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was really good. He's like, I just, I really like how everybody played off each other in that and were really dedicated to their roles. Yeah, and some of them were, uh, I think I remember listening, I could be wrong, but I was looking at a little behind the scenes and some of them, like some of the actors were, was their first time acting and they even said they shot in sequence which is i think i heard that they shot in sequence but i could be wrong so listeners y'all can double check that and leave a comment to say that i'm wrong or whatever but um they they apparently apparently they shot in sequence usually you can just like oh we're in the same shot we're gonna shoot in you know uh scene five scene 12 this this you know all the shots within this area but they all shot in sequence apparently and it was just like they it had the same energy feeling of the feeling of dread you know it, it wasn't just like disconnected because they were filming in out of order so it was like oh that's neat because that's how they used to do it in older movies you know it's just because they had a non-linear editing software they had no software they just got a, a film put it on a board and they sliced it with like a sharp object and then put it together and i can only imagine doing that in the past that's nuts <laughs> yeah no 100 percent. like yeah that's pretty cool what did you think about like the the effects they used the the very practical effects i really like yeah. them they were scary um the, the one that made me laugh a little bit was the dog because <laughs> like, oh yeah the I, dog I when have... it fell off it was like half of a dog yeah like what that the was he- funny, I, yeah. I didn't understand like was it a it what i was confused because th- that was a real dog I mean, obviously not a real dog. But they they cut the, the dog in half really but quickly. But there was something like standing underneath it, like a you know what I mean? Like yeah, I don't know if the the, the cadaver, uh, because that's what they called them. They were, I don't think they called them zombies. I think they just called them cadavers, right? Yeah, the, because I, I don't think they knew what a zombie was yet. Yeah. So like, so that thing cut it in half clean, and then it was on like a stand or something was stabbed into its body or holding it to stand up. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I didn't understand it. Maybe I missed something or something. I don't know. But those cadavers, man, like that's, I think that's why I like this movie because it was your non-traditional zombie movie. Because this is obviously one of the early ones that were good. You know, it's just these zombies weren't brain dead. They had some sort of intellect. And that was the part that let me getting up to that point. So, when I first saw the tar man put the chain up to pull the, you know, the door off, I was like, this is so goddamn dumb. Like, how is a zombie have intellect? And then they <laughs> got to the part whenever they took one of the cadavers and they interrogated it. And then we got lore, you know, and I'm like, oh, shit, these zombies eat brains because it eases their pain. And they also have, you know, consciousness somehow, you know. Yeah. So not only that is like you can't kill them. They have intellect, and then at one point, like one was like speaking on the on the radio, like send more ambulances. Or then there yeah. was one that was inti- you know sh- like waving with a wand the the helicopters and stuff. It was like if that were happening now, dude. We'd be fucked, dude. Like <laughs> yeah, I mean we already 
are dealing with a certain level of zombies with like people who are just like fed by social media and mm. just walking around. So like I we could argue, you know, we're living in our own zombie apocalypse. Yeah, I would say to Josh's point on the lore, like that's one thing that this movie did was it was the first time zombies were running. You never see running zombies before this movie. Hmm. That is true. Not until way later. Yeah, that that is true. They weren't running. They would always just be dragging and they they were coordinating and just ganking people up here, dude. Just I feel like brain. it was so concise. The story, like they were like, mm-hmm. well, it has to make sense. Like, why do they want to eat brains? Why don't mm-hmm. they die? Like all this stuff. And I was like, damn, that's good. You know, I, I, no holes. And and that was the first time that they like zombies started eating brains or like made it a point of emphasis before it was just they would eat any part of the human like in the older zombie movies so like this was the first one where they gave a specific thing really okay so that's where like the brains thing started okay nice yeah and if you think about it have you ever seen that one with the guy that plays hank from like the newer um x-men the he was the kid from about about a boy he uh that zombie movie that he's in, like, in that they play it up that they eat the brains because, and when they do it, they get to see the memory of that person. So, like, it, it from this movie, a lot of things evolved from this movie into the law of the newer. That's why this one's so important. Nice. No, that's, yeah, this movie, I feel like, is the zombie movie that really changed some stuff for zombie oh, movies. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I wish they had kept. Uh, I, I don't know. I think maybe they did a, a follow-up to this movie. I didn't really look into that. I but... thought I saw that, too. It was like The Night of the Living Dead Part 2. I saw it, right? I think there's three extra sequels. Okay. They'd probably be in like different like locations because, spoilers, you know, they nuked the place, apparently. You know? Yeah. They but, nuked you know, the, Louisville. This, yeah, and the cycle continues, you know, the... They get burned or charred. They go right into the atmosphere and spread the chemicals back by getting rained on. You know, triax, triax, and two, four, five, right? Oh, <laughs> is that what the chemical was that the government was the American, you, the army was using? Mm-hmm. Yeah, damn, dude, Jesus, dude. Have you all ever seen Doctor Strangelove? No, no, oh. or how I love or learned how to stop worrying and love the bomb. Yeah. It, it, this movie, Return of the Living Dead, has like feel like that kind of vibe to it, especially like how it ended. I would say it kind of reminds me like the aspect of like the military, like this thing that got out and you couldn't die, reminded me of the the Vonnegut book about Ice Nine. What is that? I, I've never. Uh, okay. I know nothing about that, so I forget which one it is. Is it Breakfast Cat, of Champions? Cat's Cradle. Oh. I think it's Cat's Cradle. Oh, maybe it was Cat's Cradle. Right. So what like what aspect is like I know nothing about it and I'm sure where there's that. like this this um molecule. So like the guy who worked on the atomic bomb also worked on this other project where he was trying to develop this like uh, this crystallized form of like water which basically was like a, it freezes water at any temperature and so if it like touches water it'll replicate itself within the a water system and all water on earth will turn into ice and create just like this hellstorm on earth because it happens almost instantaneously and it just makes me think like about that whenever it's like oh the military developed this fucking little gas that turned people into like indestructible monsters that are in constant pain and what it reminds me of because i've played i play so many goddamn video games it i'm pretty sure it reminds me of resident evil you know uh because i'm pretty sure they got in for you know uh inspiration from the Return of the Living Dead, The Night of the Living Dead, all those old movies, clearly, because this the games came out in the late 90s. And because, like, it got to a point, like, at the end of the first one, they blow up the mansion, but at the end of two and three, they blow up the whole city. Like, Raccoon City was beyond being saved. It, the virus spread so much, and then the government's are like, evacuate whatever you whoever you can, because we're going to blow this place up. And they just, it was ground zero. There was nothing left, but, you know, it was... Yeah. And it wasn't the government that was doing it. It was a pharmaceutical company under the guise of being like a, a cosmetic, whatever, you know, beauty company or something. But that's what it reminds me of. But obviously, this was the year first. So I, they got Interestingly I clearly enough, inspiration. 
What's we that? just got a, a new Netflix drop of a Resident Evil TV Dude, show. Dude, I've been hearing a lot because I go to that subreddit because yeah, I love I Resident Evil. Like, I've heard it's trash, but what's his name is in there? Lance Reddick. So I'm like, I'll watch it for him. <laughs> it's, it, it's interesting. The, the main girl's name is like, I, I don't know her first name, but her last name's Wesker. Yes. Yeah, I heard the story leaked, so I kind of have an idea. I don't know if y'all know lore, because I know a lot of lore about Resident Evil and the, just the premise of Wesker. So there was a Wesker project in Resident Evil that uh, that Oswald E. Spencer and all the, the big three, the people that made the virus, the T-virus, uh, they had a program to get like people with the best genetic code. And over time, they would become a god, essentially. Anywho, uh, so I assume it was either his daughter or just part of that project of perfect genes, you know, to be to be elevated on a level of god, just to be pure form, whatever. What Do they have Mila jo- Jovovich in it? In this one, probably not. <laughs> That's unfortunate, dude. She's been in so many. Like, well, she this was one, Jill is... Valentine for everything. No, she's not Jill. Jill Valentine was its own thing. This is Les Ladies oh, Are Who is she? She was Claire or something. No, Claire. dude. No. Who? Dude. No, no. She who was is... her own thing. She was her own thing. I swear. No, she's not. Trust me. Believe me. I know a lot about Resident Evil, dude. <laughs> I'm going to So, what it. Because, okay, so in the original Resident Evil movies, the ones that came out in the mid 2000s or late 2000s, because uh, there was Resident Evil Apocalypse, the Nemesis one, they had Jill Valentine in there as Jill Valentine. And then, like, later in the shittier movies, they did have Chris Redfield and Claire Redfield as well. So she's just Alice. She's her own thing. So, but, yeah. Yeah, she's Alice. You right. I told you, too. <laughs> you didn't say <laughs> Alice. You if you said Alice, I would have been like, oh, I said okay, she's yeah. her own thing. She wasn't, like, she I, might I have been. I was wrong. I can admit that. She wasn't the people you were saying, Zach. Yeah. No, no, 100% I was wrong. That's what everyone thought at the beginning. They're like, oh, this is supposed to be Claire. Or this is supposed to be whatever Jill. Then we got other movies that introduced their characters. But... So what other things did y'all like about uh, The Return of the Living Dead? Mm. I really like that skeleton well, that came out. Yeah, the, the original guy? The yeah. tar man guy? No, no, no. no. Yeah. Out, out of the grave. There's like, out of the grave... I want at the big be- at the very beginning, but once it spread into the the graveyard, okay. and then at the end it came up again. It like had like a missing tooth. I think oh, he's on the yeah. cover of the of the movie. That was the guy yeah. that was dead. That he had the gravestone of eighteen ninety six or something like that. Yeah, that one. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. Jeez. I mean, I think I remember watching this movie, and I know you guys mentioned it. Y'all never seen it before, mm-hmm. but I want to say i definitely seen the cemetery scene when i was a kid because as soon as old girl stripped her clothes off i was like i oh, remember yeah. dude i for i <laughs> forgot all about that until you just brought that up dude yeah that old trash old trash yeah dude like sh- you never see that anymore in movies clearly because i guess there was just this part of american cin- cinema where it was just like all right do whatever you want you know because this was full frontal she showed her ass and then and showed her titties and it was just like wow you don't see that in a lot of movies it was very gratuitous and in, in those days because like when did yeah. uh, when did robocop come out remember when homeboy got shot up in robocop yeah no that was fucking brutal man that was like, <laughs> i want to know who who was like this is a great idea let's just keep shooting him you got any more ground beef like let's just fucking destroy this guy oh my goodness yeah, um you, so i don't know if you guys noticed it it was just funny to me when they're in the police car leaving the cemetery and they get stopped by all the people in the street and they back up and make a turn. They take the shot from the corner of the street and you see the guy holding the camera inside the passenger seat. Did you guys see that? No, oh, I, I didn't that. see that. Yes, dude. I rewound it. Awesome. I go, no, no, that's not. Am I seeing that right? And sure enough, holding it like literally like, you see the red dot. You see the whole, like the whole camera. He's in the passenger seat shooting, and then when they cut to the outside POV, it's like, oh, dude, that's awesome that they just that that's in there. So funny enough, how do y'all know who the the director of the Return of the Living Dead is? 
Yeah, the guy who wrote Aliens, Dave. Yes, Dan O'Bannon or something like that. Dan yeah. O'Bannon. Yeah, he, that's great. He was a he was a writer for Alien, Aliens. He did to, he. I think he wrote the story of Total Recall. Also, he. I didn't yeah. know this. Yeah. He did the animation movie Heavy Metal. Oh, that's awesome. I, yeah, I did. Oh, he was the original screenplay because there was other writers. So like, but yeah, I didn't know that, and I was like, holy crap! Yeah, that's <laughs> so cool. And this was his de- directorial debut with this movie, so. But yeah, I mean, he's definitely got his place in horror, sci-fi. He's he's a godfather of those genres. Yeah, for sure. he helped write Dark Star, which also was directed by John Carpenter. Which when we, uh, I think we did a uh, the thing, which was also a John Carpenter movie. But What's that Dark Star, Dark, Dark Star was like this uh, sci-fi. Spa- I haven't watched. it. I've only read a, what what the premise was, but it was like they were on a spaceship for 20 years trying to find a habitable planet or something but that's as far as i know but it was like a space sci-fi kind of feel to it but that mm-hmm. was written in 1974 but i think alien came out in 1979 so maybe he got somewhat inspiration from dark star to make aliens hmm. i don't know i could see that what did you what else did you guys like about it i really liked i mean i don't know where this there aren't a lot of well, what zombie movies can you think of where anybody got out and it was a happy ending, like where people uh, survived? I, I think mm. like maybe twenty eight days later, there was kind of like, okay, they're still alive at the end in the UK, the characters. But I can't think which of which one's other. the one where they get on the boat and at the end, um, to go out to sea, but then it's still like this dread, like that maybe it won't be safe. Like, I, sounds like I forgot Res- which one that one was. Sounds like Resident Evil, but I could be wrong. It could maybe, be. Maybe it's the that new one. Where's which one's the one where the, it was on the? They were at the mall. It was a remake. Yeah, that's the one I think it is. Oh, yeah, yeah it's the remake. It's Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. They like started in a mall and like they were pulled up there, and then they were like, "We got to get to the to the ocean," and and that's how it ends. But even then, like I feel like. The way it ended, if I remember, was kind of dreary. Like maybe they won't be safe. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, didn't they redo Dawn of the Dead? Wasn't there an older film that yeah. was called Dawn of the Dead? Yeah, it was one from like yeah. the seventies yeah. or eighties. Yeah, and then the one I'm talking about is from like two thousand, I think, early two thousands. Oh yeah, you you said twenty eight days later related to something. I don't know what specifically, but I remember when that movie was being like released and i remember seeing trailers for it on the television and i remember being scared of the 28 days later hmm. like trailer and i wasn't and even i mean i wasn't like a child or anything i think i was like a teenager or something i was just like this movie's <laughs> scary just the trailer's scary and 28 day later that's the sequel to 28 days right like wasn't there two of them no no so there's 28 days later then there's 28 weeks later, weeks later. Yeah. and then oh, i okay. think there might be one more, like twenty eight months. Twenty eight months. It might be twenty three years later. It's like twenty eight years. There's still time for the twenty three decades years. later, and then they got a sci fi version like twenty three light years later, or twenty eight centuries yeah. later. It's like in the or deep 20, space yeah. future. <laughs> Bro, and still yeah, it'll zombies. probably get to that yeah, level. That would yeah, be it'll, cool. pro- it'll probably get to that level, just like Hellraiser. Alien, you know, like alien zombies. That would be crazy. Alien Wouldn't that be just aliens? Zombie aliens. I mean, <laughs> aliens were their own thing, right? Yeah, so maybe like no, we, no, no. they we would have host... like a peace treaty with aliens on an intergalactic like space um space station, right? And so we're all there. It's this, we call it the Citadel, and there's like a flood virus that comes in and turns everybody into these autonomous creatures that are part of a hive mind, and the Master Chief has to show up and kill all the flood. Oh, you're hmm. talking about Halo? Yeah, it's basically Halo. <laughs> yeah, you said Master Chief, and I was like, wait, this is this is literally Halo, the hive mind. Well, when he, when he said Citadel, I was like, isn't that like part of something? When you said that. I, it's also like Mass Effect. I threw Mass Effect in there a little bit, too. Oh, okay. You're just smashing up a few different genres, nothing, different games. Nothing new under the sun. Nothing new under God, the sun. Halo used to be good, man, but that's a whole They need to get rid of the Master tangent. Chief. Well... I agree. Uh, Halo died whenever uh, Bungie left. You know, yeah. three four three did garbage. But that again, I can I can go on about how bad Halo is now. It's like it's such a joke. 
do you think that the army does have a reanimation chemical? I mean, look the at way what they the set Russians it up did. in did it. You ever, I mean, did you ever watch the videos of the Russians like reanimating, trying to reanimate corpses? It's kind of scary. What? I never Didn't saw Zach one. talk about that. Are we talking about I young did. Frankenstein already? We're like, what's going on? But like, there was a point whenever, um, I don't know what, what, during what year it was, but they, I watched a video. They didn't do it on any humans, as far as I know. They probably did and oh, just definitely. kept it under wraps. Definitely. But they definitely did it with do. dogs. They had a severed dog's head that was like fresh, right? I mean, I mean, not fresh, but it was dead, but just not too far advanced around the rotting and everything. So they reanimated it and it, it was back to life. They gave it some artificial heartbeat and, and it, it was alive. It was reacting, but it wasn't doing anything. It was there. Like they would poke it near its eye, would like do like a little wince. It would it would react to normal impulse nervous system things, you know, ba- you know, just like doc, uh, Dr. Franken- Frankenstein, how he said when he was given the uh, reaction. Yeah, Frankenstein, you know, whenever he gives him the little reaction, the impulse and the automated whatever. whatever. Yeah. Anywho, so, yeah, they did it on live dogs and it was or dead dogs and reanimated, but it wasn't there. Its consciousness has left itself. So we know dogs have a soul somehow. <laughs> Damn. So what did you guys think about the music in Return of the Living Dead? Bro, let uh, me tell you this right now. I was thinking this the whole time watching this movie. When the theme song of Night of the I'm sorry, of Return of the Living Dead, it had the Taco Bell bell hit. And don't <laughs> tell me y'all didn't hear the Taco Bell whenever the music started because it was dong and then you know the normal song yeah but it was just yeah. dong it was like bro i want some taco bell now <laughs> i've been conditioned i have been conditioned by the sound Not of a bell to get here, me taco dude. bell well isn't that the point of their newer commercials that that's what they do like a guy and a girl about to hook up and there's like that sound and the one of them just leaves to go get taco bell instead of like <laughs> like kissing <laughs> i never i don't i mean i don't watch too many commercials but that's funny. I need to look that up. But yeah, I, I just like the music. It felt like a lot of punk bands yeah. and like, you know, and I, from what I read, I guess it was like a local, a lot of local Los Angeles bands that were like playing a lot of the music. Um, and then when I tried to look up if the Daryl Chemical Company was a real company, found out there's actually a band called that as well. But no, yeah, I think Return of the Living Dead, it's a great, it's a great hollow. It's just a great movie period i think like it's good fun to like watch it and um you know just if you're want to space out watching something entertaining and just because it is funny right there's a lot yeah. of funny parts um and like to use to your point zach when you were saying bert the guy that owned the the company him and the um the mortuary guy ernie they were funny as fuck and and, and, and literally bert and ernie i kept thinking the successful <laughs> street like if bert and ernie got in the zombie apocalypse this is what they would be doing just stupid shit like and bert would just keep saying like oh man we got to handle it ourselves like we can take care of it <laughs> he didn't want to call the army bro the guy did not want to call the army like, whatsoever awesome well rightly so dude <laughs> if you called the right. army they just would have been nuked right away dude yeah no, for sure maybe, uh i don't know no, if it was on a smaller scale like before they burned the body I'm yeah pretty sure no if there was like would've... five of them and they could put it in a jar and ship it to need a medical supply again did y'all see the name was yeah, need a medical right. <laughs> yeah well and did you see that next to like it's one of the scenes when the kids are running from the cemetery trying to go in the building there's another business listed next to them and it was waste management so that was the error that was made. Ah. They were probably trying to send it to there, and they missed the, the one number, and it went to them at the medical supply. You know, which that, man oh asked. God. That's the thing yeah, about this the movie. Question, why was... didn't they just move him over? True. Like, why didn't he just go next door, knock on the door, like, "Hey, we got some of your shit." That that that's that's what's so good about this movie is that there's like, it's so tight. Like everything inside the story yeah. is so contained, and like. All the hole, most of the holes. I don't. I if I, I'm sure I could find some holes, but like most of the holes are like well explained, and they're like this is how this would happen. This is what's going on, and this is why this is this, and this is why they eat brains because it helps them deal with the pain of being dead. Like the yeah. the what is it? The rigor mortis. He's like, uh, 
man, I, what does that mean? Like, I have no blood <laughs> pressure or heart. <laughs> You're dead, son. You died once the gas Dude. hit you. He goes, he goes, are we dead? The paramedic goes, we did not say you were dead. <laughs> He's like, clearly, clearly you were like, talking. You're... Like, Well, and that's what was so funny in the South Park episode. But in there, the guy, the doctor's like, you don't have a heartbeat. You don't have blood pressure. You have some something, your, your eyes start, starting to become discolored. You have pink eye. I got some topical for you. For you. The doctor's like, is it the, the, he just blows over that they don't have blood pressure or heart, right? He's just like, you have pink eye. I got some topical cream. I'll give you guys. <laughs> Didn't they do an episode of South Park with heavy metal as well? Yeah. Whenever they were cheesing the with, the, with the cat piss. Or it wasn't it was even like, cat piss. Look it was at my like... daughter's b- b- rocking tits or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, that's what he said. Check out my awesome <laughs> daughter's rocking hot tits. It's like, oh my gosh, what is this? Oh, South Park. You, you know, now that I think about the South Park episode, like, wouldn't the whole one with, like, change, that was kind of like a yeah, that would... Return of the Night, uh, Return of the Living yeah, Dead, hey, isn't that's it? that's another zombie, zombie change, one. Because change instead yeah. of brains. Got some change, change, just for the bus, oh, change. Yeah, that's right, dude. <laughs> that's how it was. And and that's the whole play on the brains. Brains, brains, change, like, change. That thing, I like that part, like, how they played it up to, to Zach's part, like, the, the story's so tight that like you're like wondering why do they keep saying brains right like he goes brains and then when those all those kids come down the stairs old trash or what's his name tar man he goes yeah or brains like yeah. you know it's just they they set it all up for that explanation so they yeah also i think did say it's a great living story. brains as well because um, i guess they wanted to close make sure that they couldn't eat undead brains or something i don't know because like the only two that had intact uh, yeah. brains were the ones that were exposed to the chemicals. So at, at one point, Tarman did say brains, right. and then I think he said living brains or some shit like that. Because mm. I was like, yeah. I, I guess that goes into what Zach was saying about the tightness of the movie. They're like, they threw it in there. It 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 gives more conciseness to the to the I guess the lore. Like just in case if the those two were to get grabbed and eaten, they were already dead when the gas hit them. So technically, they're not living. They can't really. They would be. Yeah, they would be at a weird in between state of being living and dead. But I like how dead. the other, the older guy, had the 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 strength oh, of will yeah. to like be like, I can't live like this. I can't himself. eat. Right. Well, yeah. Bro, self. Could you even self immolate yourself if you could? If you had to, even though it didn't matter. Like he thought he was doing good. I mean, to save him, save himself from others. Right. Like, I don't know if I could self-immolate because that was the only way. And he had no idea that he his him doing that was going to release more toxins into the air, um, for it to continue. Yeah. No, nah, I don't think I could. Zach's not a hero like that. No, nah, I would eat. I would eat brains. Brains. You still have your own. <laughs> yeah, you would have your own intellect, You'd, but you wouldn't be able to die. I would eat brains. So. I would. I would hang out with the old red. And be like, let's go eat some brains. Also, that mortician was was fucking cracking me up man like homeboy looked like what he was supposed to yeah he was like, funny and he had a gun on him like whenever his buddy came to check on him fucking pulled a gun out on him he's, he's like, like what is he doing I'm in sorry. that mortuary where he's like gonna get spooked to shoot somebody <laughs> oh god and he was one of the last survivors you know yeah man. he broke his leg some i remember rewinding that part where he "Quote unquote," broke his leg. He, he fell backwards. Uh, yeah, yeah, he fell backwards. It was like, damn, dude, that's fucking sucks. Did y'all recognize Spider? Spider, the actor that played Spider. Uh, no, what's he from? Uh, the movie Joanna Man. Oh, G- oh my god! Remember that, that movie yes. where the guy? That was him. You don't know what Joanna Man is? Zach? No, I have no idea what that it's is. A, it hasn't aged very well. <laughs> let me tell you that. So, is it's about a man that goes into the WNBA, right? Yeah, dresses up as yeah. a woman to play in the WNBA. He was like an NBA star and something happens and so then he like he can't play in the NBA so he decides to dress up as a woman and go play in the WNBA Jeez. as Joanna Man, her oh name. Yeah, I can't I think it was in the 90s, I think. Yeah, late 90s, I think. Yeah. He's also in the movie Life with Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. His name was Biscuit in that in that movie. So when I saw him I was like, oh shit, I, I know that guy. So Mel Brooks, Gene Wilder, Young Frankenstein. 
Was that y'all's first time watching it? Because I know I've never seen it before. No, really? I watched it last year at the same time when I watched uh, Return of the Living Dead for Halloween. So this is year I, two. I don't know. Okay. I don't remember the last time I or the first time I've seen it because it was a while back. But I mean, it's definitely not my first time. It's a classic to me. I love this movie. <laughs> you know, have a little roll in the head. No, yeah, I mean, it was my first time, and uh, yeah, Inga. I'll say Inga was Mary Swanson's mother-in-law in Dumb and Dumber. Oh, was she? And there's some other interesting things I found out with some of the actors, like the guy who played Colonel Kemp. He's the voice of uh, Triton from Little Mermaid and then like all the subsequent movies and Kingdom Hearts. Nice. It's just weird when you see some of these old movies. And then obviously Frankenstein, the monster, Frankenstein's monster, he's old Peter Boyle from Taxi Driver, the wizard. Mm-hmm. It's weird how we see like all the things that like kind of... That's we've the guy are... that... Yeah. yeah, that's the wizard, the guy that was saying, I banged a chick in the back and she gave was, me $200. Uh... He's Isn't also he the same ghosts? guy that did a... Uh, is he in ghost? I don't know. I'm trying he's to like the ghost that teaches him how to kick the can. Maybe. I mean, the guy's been in a lot of movies. I mean, he's you know he's in Everybody Loves Raymond. He's the dad. Um, Was it? That's where I saw him. He, he's the he's the yeah, grand, he's the dad, right? right? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. the guy's in a lot of movies. Like you know, the one thing I thought I was like, could this movie be remade? Like, who would you like? Would you remake and who would you cast to remake it? Oof, that's a hard one, man. Uh, Johnny Depp as Young Frankenstein. <laughs> Johnny Depp. I mean, Johnny Depp's good in like most situations, so that's a safe. I feel like that's a safe bet. You know, you can just like, all right, we're gonna get our money back. You know, when we get yeah, Johnny. Yeah, exactly. So, the return <laughs> on investments there, like, which is crazy that some movies have hedges that are like that. They're like, oh, this movie's gonna do an average thing. We're gonna have minimal losses if it goes under. So we're just gonna make a middle of the movie thing. There's hedges that oh one hundred percent types of movies. I'm like, golly, dude, it's so corporate. I hate it. That's why we end up with shit movies or just middle of the road movies that I like to refer to as shit movies because you know if you're not gonna step outside of your outside of the comfort zone, then you're a piece of shit. Okay, just like everybody else. (laughs) Star Wars. Oh yeah, dude. (laughs) The Force Awakens. Wasn't that bad? Hmm. It wasn't. It had you know, planted seeds. I'm glad you. But those seeds were already dead. <laughs> I'm glad y'all brought up Star Wars. Wouldn't you say that Anakin, like Anakin, turning into Vader is basically Vader's just the the monster of Frankenstein? Yeah, yeah. Where he's Frankenstein and he's Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, basically. Who would be Frankenstein in that? Who who made him? Like, maybe I guess like it would Palpatine be Palpatine, right? Like, who made him? It would be Palpatine, like if you think about, because Palpatine was supposedly the one that had the ability to bring life back, right? So that was Frankenstein. Really, like eventually, once Vader, Anakin became Vader. Vader is the monster. Yeah, and there's there is fan theories. Uh, man, I can go into this so deep. There, there is like fan theories of that whenever uh, Vader got his legs and arm cut off, and like the reason why Padme was dying, not only because she lost the will to live, that. Palpatine was actually drawing power from her to give to Vader. Mm, damn. You know? Yeah, I know. It's crazy to think of that and you're like, oh shit, but it was really him that killed his wife. I saw something that was like, heart. for all that Star Wars is like, they couldn't, you know, have some type of contraceptives to avoid all the events that took place. Like, <laughs> Anakin not get fucking Padme pregnant. Like, we're living in the future. First of all, you have magical powers. You can't like block your nut to make sure you don't get Padme <laughs> pregnant, bro. Your secret wife pregnant. Like, you kidding the me? The force, bro. It's the force, dude. It's I don't know, man. It maybe, moves yeah. through us all. I saw something. I think I saw something. It was from uh maybe the new Obi-Wan series where they showed Leia as a little kid. Maybe. I don't know. I, I haven't watched any of new stuff, but somebody like did, oh, here's Han Solo. At the same time this picture was taken, I don't want anybody saying that, you know, Anakin Padme was fucked up because, like, Han Solo is, like, fucking a 25-year-old man, and Leia looks like she's, like, six in the picture. And I was like, oh, that's weird. She she was, like, 10, I think. Yeah. yeah but those were a year apart. Yeah, I saw the Reddit post on that. Yeah, I saw it. You know, oh, you know what I just thought about, like, thinking about, like, Vader being the monster? What if it's, like, arm his two legs and his arm like were like kind of like zombies and they like 
reanimated themselves with just the rocks and lava there on the and there's like this 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 weird zombie like bader cool. that's walking around with two legs and an arm and the rest just rocks and lava like looking like cork that would be almost he's so cool love like, like a golem dude yeah he's like a yeah. golem yeah Dude, that would be so cool to do something like that. I would love that. Like he continued to fight. He wanted to fight. Yeah. You know, he reanimated himself with that. But the, you know, Obi Wan said no. The, the, <laughs> just yeah. did it again. Cut his because the, the force is so strong in him. Remember, so the, the, the arm, those the one arm, two legs were like, now, nah, dude, we we still gotta we still gotta fight the fight. Who's your who's your favorite character in uh in Young Frankenstein? Dude, it's so. I, it literally it's between fucking Gene Wilder and old the uh, the guy Ior. Like those two together, just back and forth, they're just so fucking stupid. Did you know why? Um, Whenever they would say Frau Bichle, whatever, the lady that was the girlfriend of the late Dr. Frankenstein. The grandma from uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Is that who she is? Yeah. I didn't know that. She's also in Beer Fest. You ever watch Beer Fest? Yes, I have seen Beer Fest. But so she, uh, like, yeah, so whenever they would say her last name, Bielher, whatever, however you pronounce it. So whenever she would say her last name, the horses would freak out. Do y'all know why? No. Yeah, it wasn't the name. Didn't her name mean horse whining or something like that? I looked it up. Apparently, that name means glue. And apparently, uh, back in the past, they yeah. used to use horse bones and and nails and everything out of to use glue so they would had they the horse bones had a lot of collagen so like i it was just one of those jokes that went over a lot of people's head because of either they weren't german and they didn't know what that last name meant and i didn't know that until like a few days ago i've seen this movie so many times and i never knew what the hell was up with the horses whenever they said her name and i was just like well why the hell not i got the internet let's look this up (laughs) now i was gonna say that uh, even though I had to watch this with commercials, I just loved how like it's just so funny, bro. You know, yeah. like like you, I would just like I'd be laughing all the time just from like just the one liners, uh, like when he's like elevate me, and then goes like here, he's here in here. front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know when Ior goes does the like walk this way. That that Aerosmith that was where Aerosmith got that song from that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not know that. (laughs) Yeah, dude, that's uh, and apparently they didn't like it was just something that he improv and that I guess apparently they like the actors in the scene didn't even want it to be in the movie, but Mel Brooks is like, no, like I think it's funny. Um, so but it's just weird how like these little moments in cinematic history can lead to like other things that like influence pop culture was that other thing that igor said where he's all like whenever his fiance was arriving at the castle in transylvania and then he's all like igor help me with the baggage he's like all right you get the blonde i get the i get the brunette oh, it's yeah. like oh my freaking god so du-. it's like this is airplane all over again with the on the nose jokes yeah and that, at the end like well you gave him some of your like intelligence what did you get i think my favorite scene of that whole movie is whenever frankenstein or sorry monster uh he's he's broken free and he's like visiting just he's just going out you know he talks he talks and plays with the little girl and then he goes to the the blind priest or just the blind guy hermit yeah hermit yeah yeah dude that that guy was cracking me up. It was you like mean, it was so dumb and cheesy, but it was still kind of funny, you know. It was just like, he's mm. like, "Oh, you're mute. Oh, you're a big guy." Yeah, he's like, "Hold out your bowl," and it's the stupidest back and forth, yeah. missing the bowl into his life. You know, just I, I think that's my favorite scene. It's the simplest to me. It's just so dumb and so funny to me. You mean when the monster went and saw uh, Lex Luthor? Uh, Lex Luthor. Wait, what do you mean? That's What's Gene that? Hackman. That's I was Gene gonna ask if that was Gene yeah. Hackman. I was like, "Is that Gene Hackman?" Yeah, Gene Hackman, so that... the original Lex Luthor, the the blind the blind oh. hermit priest. Yeah, yeah. When, I didn't at first I didn't notice it, and then when he started talking, I'm like, "Wait, that's Gene Hackman, dude!" I was like, "Holy shit, man!" That's when I was thinking, "Oh, can they recast this?" Because I forgot who I thought would be would have played a good like like that role. Um, 
I had somebody. I was thinking like Leonardo DiCaprio would be Young Frankenstein. Um, get get the Rock as the you know, yes as the, the monster. As the monster. That's exactly and what they, I was thinking. And then and then get what's his name as Igor? What's his name? Uh, Kevin Hart. He's a comedian. He's yes, yeah. dude. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Easy. Jeez. I mean. It is going to be a sh- one of those movies that is a safe bet that's going to get its money back evenly. They're with, going to with, get the returns back with Jennifer Lawrence as Inga, and or maybe even don't know or, or Elizabeth, the fiance, she can play that. Um, oh, yeah, dude, it it would. I mean, but it's it's one of those movies that's such a classic. You just don't want to touch, dude. You know? Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, it is a classic. I love that movie. The whole like singing in the or uh, yeah, what is it? Bringing on the Ritz. When he's trying to do it for oh, this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Put on the Ritz, yeah. You're putting on the Ritz. Put on the Ritz. Put on the Ritz. <laughs> Dressed like a million dollar trooper. Trying mighty hard to look like Gary Cooper. Huh. Uber Oh, so good, man! So good. It is, man. Like you know, I I, I love how we kicked off the, our Halloween month with these two movies because just they're they're great movies. They're funny. There's just so many things in both of them that you're like, yeah, bring on Halloween, bro. I I I ain't scared. And then of course we're gonna watch the movies later that are probably. And then we gonna get scared. <laughs> yeah, we gonna get scared. Out of all, I haven't seen all of Mel Brooks movies, but what is out of all the ones that y'all have seen, which Ooh. one's y'all's favorite? Mm. Probably Blazing Saddles. I would say Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I never finished that movie. I I remember watching that over at a friend's house, and I fell asleep like at a certain. I think I fell asleep whenever he was starting to fall asleep in the. No, no, that's a different movie. I think didn't the guy like fall asleep at the? No, that's a different movie. I remember. No, <laughs> never mind. He's like, which movie? I've I've seen parts of it. I just haven't finished it. So. Yeah, and you you know that's crazy because Mel Brooks. I I, I found this out. But Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein came out the same year. And really? so, yeah, so 1974. So Mel Brooks is the only director in cinematic history that has two of the top five most gross movies in one year. So that year, Blazing Saddles wow. had made like a hundred and almost 120 million. And for which I think was good for first or second. And then Young Frankenstein was number four at like 87 million dollars on a budget of like 2.75. So, yeah, so uh, old Mel Brooks must have a lot of cha-ching in his bank account. Maybe. Or he spent it all. Or he spent it all. I mean, you know, Spaceballs is a very close, you know, it's definitely in the top three, like, for me Spaceballs when it comes to Mel Brooks. Team. Yeah. What about you? What, what what do you see on the list, Josh? Like, are, are there any we're missing? With my, I think my first Mel Brooks movie that I've ever seen was Spaceballs, and we watched that in California. I think we were going to visit you. You were graduating mm-hmm. from... From the navy or something or whatever yeah and our cousins uh showed us space balls mm-hmm. and it was the funniest movie i've ever seen because mm-hmm. you know we, we watched star wars it's like why not love this because it's a parody of it yeah and i just fell in love with that movie <laughs> that's a good one i think i have the vhs we used to have really kung pao. i have kung pao on vhs over here didn't he do prince and tights or men in tights oh yeah he did that I, you know i watched that movie like two years ago but i was like i was like super duper mega high and like oh now i don't remember watching that movie i mean that's a good one too but i mean I, again i think just for me like blazing saddles is just one of the first ones that i ever saw of his kind of like to your point with space balls and then it's just I, you know we used to quote it a lot and but i will say that's a good thing about men in tights in there dave Chappelle's like i'm gonna be sheriff and they're like a black sheriff and he goes happened in blazing saddles like so like hmm. just the you know the callbacks and the 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 fourth wall and that's one thing i heard about young frankenstein when gene wilder was they were making blazing saddles bell brooks saw him like writing a script called young frankenstein bell brooks was interested and he's like okay um the the legend goes that uh bell brooks because gene Wilder's like oh i really want you to work with me on writing this and directing the movie and he goes, Mel Brooks asked him, how much money do you have on him? And Gene Wilder's like, I got $57. He goes, okay, that's the start. So he basically paid him $57 to come on to the project. Like, that's the legend. But uh, in that, he Gene Wilder's like, okay, but I have one request. I don't want you to act in the movie in Young Frankenstein. 
And Mel Brooks is like, why? Am I just a horrible actor? He's like, no, it's just that you love to break the fourth wall. And I want this to be an actual, like, good movie where the, nat- the comedy is natural. So, so Mel Brooks is like, <laughs> oh okay, well, then that's, that's how we'll do it. But, uh, but no, that's why I say, like, with Men in Time, like, Mel Brooks is great about that, right? Like, break the fourth wall. Um, but supposedly he was the yeah. he was the werewolf sound Mel Brooks that was him doing the werewolf sound when he like he's like werewolf and then I I was like werewolf like, werewolf yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff is just so like to your point kind of like reminds me of airplane but it's just classic natural like just stupid comedy play on right words, you know? yeah play yeah. on words super like concise like you, if you don't catch it the first time then you're probably an idiot. Um, but, werewolf, werewolf. I, why are you saying? I, I thought that's why you wanted me to talk, master, or whatever. Like, <laughs> next week is Hellraiser two, right? And Ooh, the Endless, yeah. the one. What what did you call it? A, a cosmic acid horror movie. What, what what did you call it, Zach? Yes, we'll go with that. I don't remember <laughs> what I called it. That works. Yeah, and I'm excited to to carry on the Hellraiser. Um, storyline. Obviously, we we did that in favorites. I'm excited to see if Jesus actually weeps, dude. Like, yeah, no. I mean, if he doesn't, then that was complete letdown, and I'm gonna be pissed. Isn't uh so yeah, and Hellraiser too. This one's I, it's gonna continue completely on. It's not gonna just like oh we're in a different setting. We there are gonna be in a different setting, but this one has the actual backstory of how Pinhead became Pinhead. Oh, okay, and the continuation yeah. of what was happening at the last movie yeah man halloween it's halloweeny i'm excited i'm excited for the, the spooks and the and the, the scares and the screams and that josh we might have to like share the same blanket on the couch you, you get your own blanket man i like farting too much you like farting is that like a pastime dude you're like oh dude i collect i collect different fart sounds from that i create and since he yeah, like farts a fart library of all your like yeah. greatest hits. Little do you know, I have a shelf of jar farts <laughs> over here with dates on them and what I ate on my for my diet that day. Or that that oh, would be man. Josh, bro. Josh, that would be Josh if he became a, a horror uh, villain, the ass master. He just goes around the farting, killing people. The ass gas master. <laughs> His power is like, oh shit, I have to fart. It's gone. Someone stole my fart. <laughs> or no, his farts are so lethal, like it creates this hallucin- hallucinogenic terror dream in you, mind state, like when you smell it. Like scarecrow's gas from yeah, Batman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but somehow the terror you can smell and taste it the whole time too. So it just makes oh, it God, even taste. more rancid. <laughs> like, yeah. That that would be that would be his story. Uh what would be yours, Zach? Uh, I, I would be the 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 thiever, and <laughs> just steal shit. <laughs> but steal steal things from their mind, like what Inception? Everything, dude. It's like anything you can think of. Like I, I just get progressively more creative with what I'm taking. I'm just like, ooh, what if I take their thoughts? You have a storyline for him, a Halloween storyline for, for for Zach? for Zach. Oh God, no! It would probably be just. The person that overthinks it because that's what Zach does, you know. He'd just be like, it wouldn't be that bad. He'd just be scratched by something. He's like, bro, I got scratched by a zombie. Like, bro, am I gonna die? Are you sure it wasn't that tree? Exactly. It's like, bro, you cut your arm on the windowsill. I saw it. He's like, no, it was the zombie. Like, like you have to kill me. me. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, you're gonna have to do. Just cut off my arm just to be safe. Like, we're not gonna do that. Yeah, he, he. That would be Zach. He's wearing like this titanium armor suit, and when he takes it off, he's like, I got a scratch. They got me somehow. How did they get me? Like chop my arm off. Guys, I got I got the supreme uh zombie anti uh, suit. He's like, you could see it right here. Like <laughs> the supreme brand. Supreme brand, yeah. <laughs> so I guess this would conclude this episode of the first week of Halloween specials or Halloween uh The Spooktacular. The Spooktacular. The Man Fall Spooktacular. <laughs> I want yeah, we'll to just suck. put it in like an audio. I want area. your movies to suck. <laughs> and I, I guess it would be, you know, interesting to let the, the fans know. I guess you know this is kind of our new format, right? A double feature. 
Yeah, yeah. Moving oh, forward, yeah. we are going to be doing double features, including our genre specials. Oh, yeah, hopefully you appreciate this because we're going to appreciate it if you don't. But we're going <laughs> to apply this even to our genre watchings. And, until yeah. next time. Until next time. Um, Stay spooky. Stay spooky. <laughs> <laughs> there, Wolf. Yeah.